welcome to another edition of the Retro Lovely Podcast. Today we are speaking with one of our most recent special model edition models, Luna X Mars. Um, she's graced the cover of the publication numerous times um, and has a pretty good history with, with the magazine. She's been in a lot of the issues since we relaunched and... We're very excited to speak to her today. It's actually been a bit of a delay from the point we released the special edition to we're actually talking to her. There's been a couple, at least a few weeks uh, interim, possibly even a month or two. So what's kind of cool about that is we get to talk about, um, you know, how things have been going with the release uh, as it's been out instead of just, oh, it just came out and there's no, there's no track record. There's nothing to talk about. So without further ado, Luna X Mars, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Now, you are in, I believe, the great state of New Jersey, the Garden State. Is that correct? Or no, New York? actually. Yeah. You're in New York. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm a New Yorker, born and bred. That's right. Why was I thinking yeah. New Jersey? I'm not sure. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> for a lot of us from Pennsylvania, it's kind of interchangeable. And I know that's sacrilegious. Uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when I was a kid, I but remember. You know, I... Go ahead. Yeah, no, sorry. I was going to say, um, I, I do have a, a few ties to New Jersey. Okay. Um, you know, like I've been working on Kevin Smith films. So that's probably what it was. You, you know, maybe you're thinking about that. I'm also that's getting married in New Jersey, well, which is see? not something I ever thought. Yeah. Um, which is not something I ever thought would happen. Um, <laughs> you prayed. You prayed would never happen. Yeah, I was like, oh, God, I'm going to have a New Jersey marriage license for the rest of my life. And I was like, okay, I'll live with that. Wow. <laughs> no offense to Jersey. I love Jersey. And it's it's really, like, I think becoming a part of my life now, which is interesting. See, see. And it's it's kind of cool because they don't let you pump your own gas. I mean, you know, New Jersey has yeah. some, some positives. <laughs> I, I actually have yeah. uh, quite a bit of uh, family that's in New Jersey myself. So everything mm -hmm. I say is tongue-in-cheek. I mean... The whole the whole mid Atlantic is interchangeable, really. I mean, that's that's one yeah. of the the great things about the country is you know there aren't so many states that have become like enclaves that they're <laughs> at war with somebody mm -hmm. else. Although sometimes you know you like once I heard somebody talk about the difference between North Jersey and South Jersey, like they were two distinctly different you know places, <laughs> like alien alien yeah. to each other. So I guess there is some yeah. of that. So okay, so now that we've got your location out of the way, um, let's talk about your pinup journey. Um, in the special edition, you do touch upon it. Um, I think you talk about having begun with uh, uh, kind of like a presence in Instagram and that kind of like, mm -hmm. you know, was was how you transitioned into it. So what what was yeah. what, what was the oldest, oldest memories you have that kind of like, you know, would would sort of like tie to this? So it my start in pinup is is um, just I think it's interesting. <laughs> and that's to my own horn, but um, it's definitely, I think, a little bit different than how other people got started. So before we like jump into like how I got started as a pinup, mm -hmm. you know, there is the history of like my dad raising me on black and white movies. Mm -hmm. And like I used to listen to doo wop and disco before like popular music. So I already kind of had this love of decades that I was not a part of kind of like instilled in me growing up um, and in high school I started doing acting classes and modeling um, and so my focus was really just doing that like I wanted to be an actor or a model or entertainer somehow um, and I went to college for filmmaking oh, wow. and I also took theater yeah so like I, I always kind of had my my hand in something creative growing up um, and so it 
all started with a dress that mm-hmm. I bought, I think at like Kohl's. It was a polka dot dress and I had hashtagged pinup girl because, you know, you think of pinup girls when, mm-hmm. when you see polka dots. Yeah. <laughs> so I know just I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is back, I think like, I want to say only maybe like a few years after Instagram kind of was out and about. So stride. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't really familiar with hashtags or how they worked or any of that. So I thought, Oh, let me click on this. What happens when I click on this? And when I clicked on it, I saw all these pictures of pinup girls and it wasn't paintings and drawings. It was actual Mm -hmm. women doing Doing photos. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, people do this. You you found your tribe. You feel like like my people, my people. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, I want to do this. So I started following um, this pinup model who talked about she started with a self-timer on a camera. So she would set up the camera Mm -hmm. and she would press the self-timer and she'd run in pose and then she'd go check her pictures. And I was like, oh, my God, I could do that because, you know, I I was already a student of filmmaking and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I had camera equipment. Uh, so I did exactly that. I went to my front yard and I set the camera. <laughs> I'm sure my neighbors thought I was crazy. <laughs> but I would set the self-timer and run and pose. And I'd go back and I'd look and say, okay, you know, I want to be a little bit, I want my leg to go that way and I want my arm to go that way. And I would go over and redo it. Um, and so I posted those images on Instagram. I created a new account, which, you know, I learned from following these other girls that you have like a pinup name. Sure. Um, so I follow, I created this new account and, um, I followed kind of what they set forth of like how to be a pinup model. And so I got a lot of people giving me some really great encouragement when I first started. I, I wish I could remember some of their names. Maybe if I go all the way back, I could find them, but there was like a handful. I want to say like five people who followed me and every time I post a picture, were just so kind and like I said, encouraging. And mm. so it just kind of snowballed from there. Uh, my first kind of like big thing was working with Capital Bombshell. I traveled down to DC uh, for a lookbook that he was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just I kept taking every opportunity that I could get. And then, you know, that the piece de resistance is being published in Retro Lovely, which was like the biggest thing for me when you came back with the magazine. It was just amazing <laughs> and you know um as a point of reference we actually got to meet in person just after the relaunch um i had worked with you and some now which which division of the luscious ladies was it that we all met at that bar under that railroad the railroad <laughs> overpass it was like tucked yeah. under the railroad it was crazy <laughs> yeah I mean, it was a great yeah, bar it, great bar but it, it was yeah it's a really really cool location uh, that would be like the new york luscious because okay. it was both because uh, i'm the president of the New York city chapter and it was the long Island chapter. So it was both of us together doing that. Got shoot. It, got it. Okay. And you know, yeah. and sometimes I, I, when, when I see all the faces, I, I get like, my head gets confused sometimes like who belongs to which, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's yeah. honestly, cause <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of interaction, which is cool. But mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah. was, that was just after um, it, it had relaunched. And mm-hmm. you know, the thing of it was, <sighs> I don't want to say it was a painful decision, but it was an unexpected decision. You know, it was, it was one of those things where um, I'm not sure if you've ever had your hands on the old, the old retro lovely, the original ones, um, but they were a different sort of an affair. 
um, the, mm. pr- the production quality. It was a different print printer, and we're printing thousands of them. And it had really struck such a chord when it first came out, and kind of had cemented itself as as being you know something special that I really didn't want to to uh, you know take the name and use it with with other types of print you know print on demand. Mm-hmm. And it was a very it was a very painful decision to do that because. For a while, I had held out hope that we could bring it back like that. And, yeah. you know, just in the process of, of actually relaunching, some of the early discussions were to do just that, to bring it back like it was. But the problem becomes it's not financially sustainable on its own. And yeah. a number of the people that I spoke to, uh, you know, for photography studios uh, especially, um, there was a few of us that had the notion that we were going to, basically do it and fund it and make it happen but there just wasn't enough of us that were willing to put some money into it to make it happen that Mm -hmm. way that it was just you know it became obvious that it just wasn't it wasn't meant to be so the the fact of the matter was we were looking at possibly selling it to an individual actually somebody that you worked with uh, kevin kevin from coastal expressions and yeah, he's great. you know, the thing of it was in, in the discussions, um, he was, he was serious about it. He was interested. Um, he didn't say no to the asking price, but in the interim, what I, what I, you know, expressed to him was, I think, you know, if you do this, you're really, you're buying it for the brand, the, the recognition. And if you did it, I don't think you would, um, keep it like it was. I think you would probably travel this other path. And I think if you did that, there might be some potential. Like I wasn't sure. And this is something that um, I'm going to mention to you from the standpoint of, um, you know, your work with, with film, filmmaking, acting, modeling, uh, marketing, you know, products. Mm. Just because something doesn't work today, don't assume that it might not work in a year from now. And that's a very mm-hmm. valuable lesson that I learned in that when I talked to Kevin you know, I looked at it from a standpoint of, you know, I had this set of rules that I said I would never do these things with it. And when I thought, well, if I sell it to him, he probably will. Now, if you did those things, what's the potential? And as I thought about it, I thought, yeah, you know what? Maybe there is some potential there. And I said to him, okay, as you're thinking about this, why don't I relaunch it? And why don't I employ some of these ideas and prove that it's feasible, that it's economically viable for you to consider it? You know, let me, let me prove the concept. And he said, yeah, that's a great idea. And, you know, we literally did that and it got to the point where I guess I like ramped it up so much that he kind of at some point said, you know, I love this. I love being part of it, but I don't think I have the, the time or the energy to do it like you're doing it. And it needs to be done that way. And he said, I think you need to do it. So we kind of like said, hey, we, we, we stumbled upon a solution here that we didn't know we were looking for. And here we are, you know, uh, yeah. that was that 2018. So I think, I think when I shot you guys, it was, it might've even been 2018. Um, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just a few months after we relaunched. Um, yeah, yeah. Wow. It's crazy. So yeah. interestingly enough, another tie in and you can like, uh, you can chime in on this because I think mm-hmm. you, I think you were one of the people that when we worked together, you brought up Johnny from Hellcat Go Go and, I had a few people that said to me, have you met this guy yet? Because you remind me of him. 
Like, <laughs> you know, you're like interchangeable. Like you're the way you handle your photography, the way you just are in general. They're like, you both are very similar. Right. In, in, yeah, I had that, I had that from incredible. like multiple, multiple sources saying to me, you guys are like brothers and you don't even know each other. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, when we relaunched, he came on as a partner studio and, you know, I, I really appreciate the, the manner with which he did it. Uh, very professional and methodic. And, mm -hmm. you know, over the course of time, all the partner studios, we do a, a group where we, we talk about things, we talk about business and we talk about, um, you know, a variety of things with regards to photography, of course, and then the publications. And, you know, in the time frame since we relaunched, um, Johnny has actually gone on to become a freelance uh, artist for me doing layouts. Um, we're, we're quite frankly working towards a point where if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, this won't stop. And this is like a big thing for me because we, you know, all the publications that I know of currently are somebody's side hustle. And mm -hmm. if they get tired of it, they stop. I mean, we see it all the time. Yeah. And mm -hmm. if something happens to them, it stops. And yeah. Currently, where we've gotten this, it's at a point where I think that would be that would leave a big void for a lot of people. Like the partner studios that I have right now rely on it. There's a lot of like, yeah. you know, I can't even tell you like when we do like a special edition, I see studios that I don't even know who they are selling sessions against the special editions that we're putting out. <laughs> That's very smart, right? And it's it's kind of yeah. like wow. So if this all stops tomorrow, there would be a big gap. And yeah. the idea is um, I have what I call my Willy Wonka moment where I just, you know, basically I'm in the chocolate factory thinking, wow, the Oompa Loompas can't take care of this on their own. They need somebody to, to kind of like take over. So, mm -hmm. you know, Johnny's kind of like the understudy. Um, he's been given a lot of tools already that if something happened to me, because you just never know. And yeah, well, it's perfect because he's basically a twin. So, <laughs> well, it's just it. It's like philosophically, there's a lot of times like, you know, a lot of people might think that um, we do things in a vacuum, but there's a lot of times, there's a lot of thought goes into decisions, especially when it comes to somebody's art or somebody's feelings, yeah. okay? Like a good for instance is mm -hmm. if, and it happens, if a model contacts me and they're disgruntled about something, okay? I don't just reply to them, all right? I have a cadre of models that I work with who I respect, who I think are fair and balanced, and I will present them with what I was, what I was presented. I'll, I'll, I'll let them know like, Hey, this person contacted me. They're upset about this, this, and this. And yeah. I think you mentioned that in a, a podcast before one of the other yeah, episodes. Yeah. I remember you mentioned that. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's really brilliant. That's yeah, and very I, smart. To I, I kind of want to get to a point where I, I literally have this sort of like published on the website or someplace that people know if that's the case, they're not just talking to me. Okay. Yeah. And that any response is not just uh, off the cuff. Because, you know, sometimes, honestly, sometimes people come at me with attitude that's totally unwarranted. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> if, if, if I just reacted like I was in the room with them, um, a lot more people would think, God, that, that guy's, you know, <laughs> he got mad. Oh, yeah, no, I, I have had to train myself to stand back. literally like stop yeah. and think about it yeah. and not, react not respond in my first reaction and like sometimes i have to give it a day <laughs> so uh, i can you know really like think about it i was just gonna say if you give it a day and then you come back at it because because mm -hmm. i have i've actually crafted replies to people and i let them sit 
and I either give it to these other people to check out or I wait a day and I come back and I look at it and go, oh, no, see, that sentence and that phrasing, there's irritation mm-hmm. in it, right? It, as yeah. subtle as it is. And the thing it is, if a person has some kind of an issue, they'll pick up on that like like blood in the water, okay? So mm-hmm. you really have to like give it a day, give it two days and bounce it off other people. Let, let other people call you out on it and say, no, you're, you're being a little testy you know, or yeah. you're being unfair. It's possible because... Sometimes, in the, again, in the heat of it, you just are reacting on how you feel versus really mm-hmm. a lot of thought. So anyway, yeah. anyway, back to it all. <laughs> I, think you, I think you were one of those people that mentioned Johnny, and Johnny's yeah. actually part of, the, part of the team at this point. And, you know, moving forward, I hope, um, you know, his, his tasks and his uh, involvement increases because mm-hmm. I trust, like, like as you and I are talking right now about how to deal with people, I trust yeah. him and how he views dealing with people. And he, you know, he's had background in history and, and customer service and the hospitality industry. Um, he's, he's better at it than I am probably. I mean, he really has like a, a good head on his shoulder and he's very fair, very, very fair. Well, I absolutely adore working with him. I, I think like more than half of my shoots now have been with Johnny. Um, well, your special edition is riddled with his work. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. So, Okay, so now back to you, back to you. <laughs> All right, so we've we've established how you sort of like backed into it. Now let's 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 pick up again from the point where you figured out hashtags and you saw this community, and mm-hmm. you know you're getting published. And there's other things that occurred in there. You became part of of the Luscious Ladies at some point, which yeah. you know is like um, I have to give them some kudos because for as many different chapters as they have, I don't see a lot of drama coming from any corner. Um, and that's, that's tough to do with social groups. Um, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, whenever you have a, a group of people, mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it's men, women, whatever the um, interest is, because I've also been involved in other kind of cosplay groups and there is always going to be people who have differing opinions. Let's just say that Mm. (laughs) different opinions of how things should be handled or how things should be done. And, um, Scarlett, who is our national director, um, and the group in general, like we, we just have guidelines that we really try to stick to and no drama is (laughs) like the number one, Mm thing that we yeah that we try to stick with (laughs) yeah um and being the president is it's not just the title certainly you know it's not just like hey i get to be president there is a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes and he talked about how johnny has experience in customer service and hospitality um and i also have lots of retail experience tons since i was 16 and i've also been manager for two different companies so i i apply a lot of what i've learned there um in in running my my own chapter that's good um and that's kind of how we have to look at it you know we we have to look at it from like a managerial standpoint of keeping everything calm cool and collected i always think and and this is probably this it sounds this way. It sounds like whenever you have like an actual good outline or a charter or a, you know, mm-hmm. a, a mission statement and that's up on the wall and everybody can see it, that makes yeah. things so much easier and better than just 
assuming people understand and assuming things, right? right? If you have like actually uh, an outline, (laughs) then you can look at it and say, well, no, see, see where it says here, you shall not do this. Well, you did that. And that's why we have a problem right now. All right. It's easy. I'm I'm actually in a battle with my, my building company for something exactly this. So in my building complex, we have a really nice park area and a lot of dog owners let their dogs run off leash. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have two dogs and I've had a lot of dogs run up to my dogs and it's caused unpleasantness. You know, it's, it's a scary moment to have a dog run up to mine and, you know, know. things can happen and thank God we've, we've been safe so far, but it's been happening a lot. And I've been begging, begging the, the management company to just put up a sign in that park area that says, keep your dogs off leash. Mm. So that when I have to confront someone, I can point to that sign and say, do you see that it says, no dogs off leash exactly exactly yeah yeah so we are we do have guidelines and that kind of keeps everybody in check for sure yeah, that's that's and that's that's awesome and you know yeah. it's it's funny um I, I i'm not sure if you had staked to claim it or not but we've been behind the scenes working on a dedicated sort of like website social thing uh for models and photographers you know a lot of, there's been a lot of frustration with social media lately and yeah i saw the invite both times i like missed it <laughs> uh, well you know we, we had some issues with some of this the sign up registration process which i believe mm-hmm. as of this morning has been worked out like i've tested it a few times and it seems like it's it's working like a champ right now so i'm about to open it up again for some more people and oh. the, you know one of the things and, and here's the thing it's like so so we have what we call beta testers in there right now and i am talking very casually to everybody about you know different things and one of the things, um, there was a post that I had made. I said, you know, I want to have like sort of like uh, guidelines here for, for conduct. And one of the things that I said was, you know, if, if you want to, um, you know, go someplace and, you know, openly destroy somebody's character, do that on Facebook, do that on Twitter. Don't do it here. This is about photography. It's about modeling. It's about that realm. Let's keep it to that. Yeah. Let's keep it positive. And I said, if I had to sum it up, if like if, if a buddy asked me, what what would you say? I would say, don't be a dick. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, there's a bunch of people like, yeah, that's that's pretty much that sums it up, right? Yeah. And or like that old saying of like, if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say it. Exactly. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I'm actually to the point where I might want to. It's like it's an option. Okay. I might want to require people to give me phone numbers. I might want to require. A whole lot more mm-hmm. information to set up an account than just what you can do with so many other platforms that you end up having these these trolls and these people that are like you know anonymous jerks, right? Yeah. And I think if if it's a situation where the sign up process has a bit more accountability as far as we know who you are, that yeah. it may be a better conduit for for good behavior. So mm-hmm. you know we'll we'll see, but. That's, yeah. you know, and that's the thing. It's like, and exactly what you said, like, I'll have to have a statement on there. Like, you know, keep your dogs on the leash. That's yeah. as simple as it gets. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Well, cool. Now, yeah. now the big, the big elephant in the room, you're, mm-hmm. a, you're a big Hollywood star now, or at least in Red Bank, right? <laughs> at least. Yeah. In my, in my apartment complex. <laughs> so tell me all about this. Like, this is kind of cool because if I, if we had done this interview, like a few weeks ago, we, we would not have been able to talk about this, but you're in the, yeah. you're in clerks three. Yes, I am. <sighs> my God. Yeah. <laughs> how, how amazing. Tell me the whole story. How did this happen? Well, so, um, I, like I said, I've been acting since I was in high school 
in high school, I joined um, a theater improv group. And I actually joined because of pizza. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's literally because of pizza. Pizza um, is the root of have, a lot of evil. <laughs> yeah. At the time, it was, it was um, freshman year. So I didn't really know where I wanted to go in life yet. I did have that kind of um, foundation that my dad built of a love of the arts. I was already taking painting classes. I did gymnastics here and there, but I didn't really have direction yet of like what I was going to do freshman year. So a classmate had said, hey, do you want to come to um, this theater improv group after school? Uh, it's really fun. We do we do sketches and, you know, it's, it's comedy, but it's also like cool teen stuff. And I was like, mm, no, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I clearly had way better things to do. Um, and then she said, uh, well, you know, they have free pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. I got yeah, some time. And yeah. My head just whipped back and was like, I'm in. <laughs> free pizza? Sure thing. <laughs> um, it literally was her saying that there was maybe pizza. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll go. Uh, <laughs> So, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's there's a photo shoot you did with Kevin from Coastal that involved pizza. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay, continue. Um, <laughs> pizza is like basically a part of my personality now. And it also comes from my dad. My dad loves pizza and that's how he raised me. And I've become like the unofficial pizza queen of New York City. And <laughs> oh, I just, I just want to add, if you ever found somebody who hated pizza... Okay, avoid them. There's something wrong. There's yeah. something wrong with their psyche. I actually There's have met evil. someone who said she didn't like pizza. Really? And yeah, it's it's bizarre. And I you know, I, I didn't take offense. It was more so like Amazing. Are you okay? Yeah, like <laughs> what about it? Don't you like? I mean, you eat these three things, don't you? But uh she just didn't like it. Interesting. So interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Um so I joined this theater improv group and I fell in love with acting. Uh, we traveled around New York city doing different comedy sketches, but they also, there were some like serious ones. We, we did sketches on teen issues. So like pregnancy, drug use, abuse, all those sorts of things. Mm. And I loved, loved doing this. The, the name of the group was faces theater network for teens. And that's where I got my like official start in acting. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, so from there I went into college and went into theater. Um, like I said, I studied filmmaking and I got my start in film and TV doing background work for a lot of different TV shows. I've worked on like a ton now. Um, and at some point I joined the union, which was really um, huge and important for me <laughs> because I was working on some sets that were in not so great conditions. And unfortunately at the time, I don't know if it's the same anymore, but at the time working as a non-union background actor was just like, you were like nothing to these people. Mm. I remember I was like in the pouring rain, it was cold. We hadn't eaten in a while. And I had heard that if you're in the union, they take care of you. They, they make sure pizza. that okay. yeah, they get the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so I made it a point um, to join the union and so yeah I've, I've been doing work in film and tv for a while um but with kevin smith so i first worked on the reboot movie i'm going to rewind really quick too sure. i've been a, a fan of kevin smith since i was in college of course when i discovered clerks mm. it was very inspiring for me um because you know sure. he he made clerks when he was i think 
I think he was in college. So or, like $50, you know, sh- yeah, yeah. Yeah, like on a shoestring budget, and he had the vision and the dream, and then it goes on to Sundance, which was just like, wow, this is really mm-hmm. cool. If he can do this, this guy from Jersey, if he can do it, I can do it. So um, I did meet him at one time for book signing, and I asked him for advice, like as a budding filmmaker, and like, what can I do <laughs> to, to get where now, you are? What kind of advice can you give when me? You, when you asked that question, was he nice, or was he like, oh, I hate this question. Was he, he, was he is gracious? the nicest, excellent, effing person. I, I follow him on Instagram. And he seems like just a good dude. He's such a good, kind person. Good. I can't, he's just, he's great. Um, so in the book, he wrote, go shoot now. Whoa. And excellent. yeah. And I've always had that kind of in, in my head. Do it. Of like, do it. Just do, do it, it. Do it. Exactly. Do it. Yep. Just do it. Do it and do it. So, um, it comes time for the reboot movie and he did something a little unconventional. Not a lot of films do this. He had an open casting call for anyone and it was really more geared towards his fans, which I, I was. Awesome. And awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, he needed cosplayers for a convention scene for the reboot movie. And that was very smart because <laughs> how easy was it to just gather up all your fans sure. who already have yeah. these costumes on hand rather yeah. than having to find like 300 Jane Silent Bob costumes. <laughs> exactly. So, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So I was fortunate enough to catch that open call. Um, it was filming in Louisiana in uh, New Orleans, Sweet. but I did not care. I am, I'm like that, you know, <laughs> I will go anywhere and do anything. If it's an opportunity, I will always take it. So um, me and my now fiance, we flew down to New Orleans and we worked on it, which was really awesome. Uh, he is definitely one of the kindest directors I've ever worked with. Paul Fagg is the other, like my other favorite director. I worked with him on Ghostbusters and same thing. He's just a, just a very sweet, kind person. That's always great to hear because um, the potential for people to be jerks is just profound. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So uh, I worked on the reboot. And then there were murmurs of Clerks 3 happening. And I said, oh, my God, I have to be a part of this. Like, I need to be a part of this. I'll cut somebody uh, to be part of this. Yeah. I'll give a pizza like, to be part of this. Yeah, I was like, I, I need to do whatever it takes to be a part of this. Um, and so I did a Hail Mary. Um, I won't say who I contacted because I don't want this person to be inundated. But mm. I knew some. I knew who one of the producers were. Mm-hmm. And I found them on Facebook and I was like, well, I, the worst they could say is no. Right. And I also have Hamilton in my head of like, I am not going to waste my shot. You know, I'm like, just take the shot and see where it goes. (laughs) So I messaged someone just out of the blue and was like, Hey, I'm a huge fan of Kevin Smith. I worked on the reboot. Uh, One of the requirements was that you needed to live near, where they were filming, which was Jersey, mm-hmm. um, and be in the union because I don't think they were doing a lot of non-union people. Oh, so you were all, um, you were all set up, nice. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, I'm a huge fan. I worked on the reboot. I am hardworking. I'm motivated. I am reliable. I will be there. Please, please, please. Is there any way that you could? Uh, I, I think I even just asked for information of like who's doing the casting. Right. right. You know, where Makes can sense. I send my information right. to? And this person actually responded to me, which I was not expecting at all. Mm-hmm. And um, they put me in the movie, which was oh. just amazing. <laughs> yeah. oh. 
Yeah, so it's 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 crazy to think that when I was in college, I was like so in love with this movie, and now you're part of the here arc. I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm part of the the universe right. of this film now, which is just, right. it's mind blowing. Dude, that's excellent. Yeah. That is really <laughs> really excellent. Yeah, oh. and they put my name in the credits, which is like the the biggest oh. thing to me. Oh. I was not expecting that at all because, like I said, I've done a lot of movies and tv and i've done a lot of background work and they don't typically right um credit their sure. people sure. which is fine that's fine i get it um kevin actually in the reboot movie credited all of the extras oh, which was nice. the first time my name was ever yeah in credits so um, um in that movie my name is listed under like a few of the background extras mm. but in this film i like have a role nice. like i'm under I'm under hospital staff, which is like, wow, <laughs> you know, like this is real. <laughs> I'm taking my parents to see it on Friday, and I think I'm going to cry again. I cried when I saw my name because, again, I wasn't expecting it, and seeing my name up there was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah. awesome. That is so awesome. And you know what? And, and here's the thing: like when he wrote in that book, you know, go shoot, mm -hmm. right? you made that leap and contacted that person. All right. Mm -hmm. So often there are, there are probably millions of great ideas that just die because people talk themselves out of trying. Right. Yeah. So, and like, I, I find that with like myself, like I dabble with music. So if what I always say to myself is, you know what, when I don't pick up my guitar or turn on the keyboard, nothing happens. Right. Mm -hmm. And there are days where like this morning, actually, I picked up a guitar. Just honestly, there's a lot of times it's like painting. It's re it's a relaxation thing. OK, there's something yeah. there's something about music that's magical to me. And I think it sort of tunes my soul. If that makes sense. And absolutely. And just yeah. just playing it for me. And I stumbled upon, you know, the same old notes and the same old chords. And there was something cool about it that I actually threw on the recorder and recorded it. And. Um, it's just one of those things. If you don't do it, um, definitely nothing happens. So yeah. what he wrote, brilliant. And it's, it should be the sort of thing where for like, you know, having that credit, having all of these experiences absolutely has to be the foundation for those next steps. It has to be the, mm -hmm. the thing that keeps you going when you're in the cold and there's no pizza and you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's, 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 this yeah. is all the stuff that, that gives you that that fuel to, to, to carry it forward. Absolutely. Cool. I work a, a day job, you know, got to pay the bills. Sure. And so I work as a paralegal and it's not something that I ever imagined <laughs> myself doing. Um, I actually fell into it because of the reboot movie oh, get out. in a weird way. Yeah. So uh, I was doing acting full time. Of course, this is all like pre pandemic. I was doing it full time and I worked with a temp agency for um just supplemental money here and there so i came back from new orleans and i said hey i'm back in town you got any gigs for me and they said yeah this law office needs someone for a week uh their their receptionist she's pregnant and she's out for a week so sure no problem so i go the week goes by and at the end of the week they're like uh so she's gonna be on bed rest for six months can you stay six months oh, okay <laughs> and you were so able I to good 
Yeah, because, well, you know, I I was doing act, and they, they also said that they would be understanding of my acting jobs, which I was like, can it get any better than this? A steady uh, paycheck, and they'll be understanding. Right. Totally. Like, right. yeah, I'll stay six months. And then at the end of the six months, they were like, because she's back now. Um, so they have a receptionist, and they said to me, so we really like you, and we want to keep you, but we don't have a position right now. Hmm. Will you still stay? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sure, you know, that's no problem with me. And I stayed and eventually a paralegal position opened up. Uh, and at that time, I, I had already kind of like started to build some knowledge of the inner workings right. of what the paralegals do. So how awesome is um, that? That's excellent. Yeah. And so, so now also, though, in a weird twist of things, I actually graduated high school with a law diploma. I was in mock trial and debate team when I was in high school, in addition to like the acting and all the oh. other stuff that I was doing. So I, 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 I have an interest in law. So it kind of just like worked out really well. That's cool. That's um, very cool. Yeah. But then, you know, the pandemic hits, of course, a lot of productions came to a halt or they were limiting how many people were on set. So that right. meant not a lot of background work. Right. Um, and just going to what you said about sometimes you need that like thing to keep you going. This has really been my thing that's like keeping me going because it's been hard, you know, not being able to do what I love. I love, I'm not going <laughs> to talk anything bad about my job. I am so appreciative of my job. They're amazing. The acting is my passion. Right. And this has kind of reignited me to be like, okay, come on, you got to get, get new headshots, get your name out there. Like, let's do this because this is now my taste of it. And I want the whole cake. I got a, I got a little lick of the icing and I want the whole cake now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's, that's how you do it. Yeah. You, you, mm -hmm. you, you take the one thing and you use it as that, that's, I don't say springboard, but it's the stepping stone. It's the thing that, that, yeah. that leads you to that next thing. And I mean, face it with, with everything that you've experienced with that, with the most recent, you know, with clerks three, um, mm -hmm. that makes it a whole lot an easier conversation when you're talking to the next casting director or whoever yeah. that's involved with the project. Oh, you worked on Clerks 3? You were in the, the reboot? Oh, okay. So you've, you you know the ropes, right? They know yeah. you know how it works. And yeah. there's a lot of times, like I I have um, you know friends that are professional photographers that do like commercial work. And, you know, they're, they're good photographers. Um, are they the best in the world? Not necessarily, okay? But they've got that right mix of knowing the job, but then also knowing how to do the job for a client, okay? Mm -hmm. And when they get dialed in like that, it makes it much easier for another company to hire them because they can quickly say, oh, yeah, I know so-and-so at that agency and they've they've hired you six mm -hmm. times. Well, that's, that's, that's like having a college degree, right? They, they know you've yeah. been through the fire, You've, you've proven your metal, and they know yeah. that there's probably not going to be any, you know, any issues as far as what's going on. Um, yeah. So, good stuff. After good stuff. Yeah. After um, I so I went to the I I will put world premiere kind of in quotes because Kevin did have a he had a Hollywood premiere, mm -hmm. um, but it's like world premiere, right, where we have audiences mm -hmm. that are not. Right. celebrities right, right. Um, <laughs> was in red bank and i got to go oh, to that nice. to that showing and afterwards i got to talk to him and i i talked about how he gave me that advice of go shoot now and then i applied that to my acting and i you know trying to be stick with it for for all these years and um 
uh, of course, started to cry because I was like, and put my name in the credits. And I'm just was, like, oh. was he a proud papa? Was he? <laughs> <laughs> he was, yeah. nice. Well, he, he was talking about um, in the Q&A after the viewing, he was talking about how um, he got his start with his father going to the movie theater. Not his start, but like he has fond memories of going to the movie theater with his father. And that's kind of where his love of cinema started. And that's the same for me. And I was telling him and, you know, I'm crying profusely. And I'm like, and I can't wait to see my dad to see me in the movie. <laughs> um, and so after I collected myself, he was so kind, gave me a hug. Um, and after I collected myself and I, I, I had the, the sense to say, and Kevin, I want to be in the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> and he said to me, well, three times a charm, right? Nice. And I'm like, ah. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, I'm planting that seed. And mm -hmm. it's just like you said, so that once I start to hear that maybe he's starting his next film, maybe I can try to reach out to like him this time and say, hey, do you remember that girl who cried in Red Bank and mm -hmm. talked about going mm -hmm. to the movies with her dad? Yeah. You know, but into your movies. That's that's really good, though, because you, you shared a common connection with with, you know, your fathers that way. And mm -hmm. you showed gratitude. I mean. It's it's definitely the sort of thing where you made it a lot easier for somebody to say, yeah, let's 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 give her a call. Yes. You know, let's let's mm -hmm. we have something she'd be perfect for versus an unknown, right? So, yeah, killer stuff, killer killer killer. Yeah. I I can't wait to see it myself. I have to see where it's playing around here because, you know, in recent years, um, especially through the pandemic, I don't think I've been in a theater in probably God, mm. probably a year and a half. Yeah, it's been too long. <laughs> so yeah some things need to be seen on the big screen i need to see your name in the credits on a big screen yeah <laughs> thank you that'd be so cool you know what I, I, i'm gonna i'm gonna back up to modeling because i just mm -hmm. looked at something on my screen and it's a question that i've i've wanted to ask yeah where did your model name come from how did that uh, how did so, that come to be what does it mean why is the x lowercase talk to me oh okay. <laughs> uh so, you, so the question was how did my name come about yes <clears throat> okay i'm sorry i thought you i thought you asked for a moment how did my modeling get started i oh, was no, gonna no. say well I'm sorry. your modeling name yeah. well when i was a child my mom put me in modeling which is the truth i used to model from stride right in oshkosh for gosh when i was a baby but anyway <laughs> to are, they, are they still in business <laughs> i don't i think stride right is but actually no. you know what no i think both of them are i think they're hmm. sold in like maybe target stores now i don't think they have their own stores anymore Nobody does but i'm anymore. also not a mom and i have no idea so moms I'm moms would mom. know yeah yes i'm sorry i'm sorry to any moms <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um okay but my name so it is a mishmash of a bunch of different things um when i was in college i you know we had a lot of different film projects and I was also just doing little things outside of school. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I started was, um, I say started, it is literally one episode and that's all there is to it. Um, but I started a, wanted to start a web series about a girl who was obsessed with karaoke because I love karaoke. So when I was <laughs> coming up with a name for this character, I remember I, I had a little like round table discussion with my, my family. We were like in the living room. <laughs> I was like, what do you guys think of this name or this name or this name? <laughs> you scheduled it. You scheduled it. You're like, yes. please, please come tonight. <laughs> There'll be pizza. I need your help. Yeah. <laughs> well, my family was like, they were my, all my original cast. The very first short film they ever made. It was all my, my family. So no. 
they've always been kind of like my my like you said before springboard or bouncing board mm-hmm. springboard yeah so um luna was one of the names in that kind of like list of like what do you think because i love the character luna love good from harry potter okay. and also just like i love the, the name luna and the moon and all that so okay. the name that i came up with for for that character was luna mars hmm. okay. and it was also a play off of bruno mars because the character that i wrote was obsessed with karaoke and considered herself to be like a star it was going to be in that mockumentary style right right yeah <laughs> and so uh it was a play off of bruno mars got it so now when i go to instagram well first when i come to okay i need a pinup name um i i was like well let me just recycle this name that i already created because i liked it and mm-hmm. i liked the way that it sounded uh so i go into instagram and I, okay i want at luna mars someone else already has it of course <laughs> Of course. Of course. And I'm like, ah. So, you know, it was like, like Luna Mars 1279, you know, like, yeah. One of those. <laughs> right. So I'm like, oh, well, now I need to find a way to like have Luna Mars, but, you know, be a little bit different. Mm. And not and have so a number. Said, well, right. And not have a number. Um, so I was like, well, what if I put an X in the middle? And I kind of ah. liked the way that it looked. And over time, I've just kind of had the X to be like, a mysterious thing of like, what is the X it stand is. for? It has kept yeah. me up at night. I, <laughs> I wake up in a sweat. I'm like, what, is, what does the X mean? Yeah. Why is it lowercase? <laughs> we need to know. Like, That's so important. Yeah. Because like sometimes it'll be uppercase. I'm like, no, it's, low, it's a lowercase X. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, because some of the first times uh, we ever published you, <laughs> if, if I was reviewing layouts, I'd see that and, and say, is that a typo? Right. Mm-hmm. And, but that's how you always put it in there. So obviously it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. So it's more of like a, actually like a visual thing for me at this got point. It, it doesn't it. really mean anything, but it's just visual. You don't even like pronounce it. it. The X is silent. Got it. Got yes. It. It's silent. Well, actually fun. This is, this is actually interesting. When I did the Viva East pageant, they put my name as um, Luna Mars uh-huh. everywhere. And I was like, Oh, my name's Luna X Mars. <laughs> <laughs> and it was completely not their fault. And, and she was so sweet. Jean, so sweet. She was like, I will go around and put X's on all the posts. I was just like, no, it's totally fine. But when you introduce me, can you just say Luna X Mars? Because it's kind of like what I've become known as now. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, that answers that. Um, yeah. Now I know. Now I can sleep. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> I'm glad. Now, continuing, uh, continuing the modeling uh, trend uh, theme, uh, we we introduced you as having been one of our most recent uh, special model edition models. Now, mm-hmm. how how has it been? Like a month or two since it was released, or I'm yeah, honestly it was, confused. It was what the released a few days before Viva East. Okay. Because um, I was hoping to sell it then, and I just couldn't get it in time. Well, sure. Yeah. So I think it was like July 5th or 6th. I want to say. See, and I'm glad you said that because that bears uh, relevant to the next question uh, as far as from a marketing standpoint obviously you've made it available to fans via social media and websites mm-hmm. etc um, have you uh, I mean obviously if you were talking Viva East this tells me that you were planning on having them physically with you someplace where you could sell yeah. them and assign them and everything else have you had any other any other opportunities to do that yet 
not in person yet um but i'm so looking forward to it because (laughs) honestly it's been like a dream to have a table with my magazine there it's 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 a big one and it's a big motivation for people because you Mm -hmm. could have an event like that and there could be you know, a dozen, you know, two dozen people will actually make a purchase because you're there and because you sign it, you can personalize it. And they're mm-hmm. witnessing this who would never consider it if they just saw you talk about it online. You right. Know? So the in-person thing is huge. And, yeah. you know, I'm actually, um, the whole, back to that social network, that thing that we're setting up, um, there's going to be a group there for, for, for marketing. So anybody that's done uh, this, you know, these special editions that we've done them or who have done the, the calendars, um, I've already had on Facebook a group where we talk about like different, uh, you know, uh, sales tactics, like marketing tips Mm -hmm. and something that I would really love to try and get, uh, you know, models to think ahead. And let's say for instance, like in your special edition, I know there's, there is some work that has been on locations. um, Well, even the cover is with a car, but I think that's like a private residence. Is that right? Mm -hmm. So the thing, the thing of it is, and, and I tried to like, get people to think like this from two years ago. Okay. But everybody just is more reactionary instead of planning. And Mm -hmm. the thing that I would say to anybody is if you were thinking about doing, let's say the calendar or, or yes, some kind of product that you can sell, think in terms of piggybacking with another business or another entity. Now, like here's a natural, like, like, let's say for instance, in your town, there's a garage and they do custom paint work on classic cars. And maybe it's the kind of shop where, they're not like so, so, so high brow that you might not see an old time calendar on their wall mm-hmm. with girls on it. Okay. If, if you could do something with a business, like say a garage, say a vintage shop that sells vintage, you know, clothing, maybe an mm-hmm. antique place that has, uh, you know, somebody has a, a, a space and they've got this great display of mid-century furniture. Okay. Even if you had to pay them to say, look, can I go in there for 30 minutes and take some photos? Right. And then integrate that into say a calendar or product. And then when you have it, come back, loop around and say, look, put this together. I've got this, you know, calendar that I did or this, you know, uh, special edition or whatever the product might be. Um, Can I do a signing here? Can I, can I broadcast to my audience online that I'm going to be here in your business on Saturday and I'll have two dozen of these things that I'll sign and make available and point out that part of it was created here. And yeah. the power of that is fantastic because what you get then is not only can you um, give them something in return to get some people to come into their business that might not otherwise. Okay, so you have your fans that might show up. Um, you yourself get the benefit of being exposed to a bunch of people that might never find you on Instagram or social media, right? They're, yeah. they're, they're normal clientele. And if it's even a situation where, you know, maybe you, you cut them in. Like if I sell 10 copies, I'll give you X amount of dollars. Whatever, whatever the case may be, networking yeah. with others is like a big, huge thing. And, yeah, absolutely. you know, it's, it's so easy to like just kind of like think, yeah, we're going to do this next year and let's try and get three or four places that we'll work with. And here's the thing. You could even... St- situate something where even when you're not there okay if if the calendar or the the product is tasteful you say all right well here's the thing i'll give you five copies on consignment have it on display and if you sell them you get five dollars right there's so many avenues of things that you could do with physical locations or other businesses it's not even funny and 
you know, the whole signing thing is huge. So getting, yeah. getting like an event where you can do something like that is, is killer. Now, the other, the other thing I would say to somebody, especially like yourself is if you're, you're part of a girl gang, okay. Mm-hmm. The ability to, to, you know, do this together as a crew is even better. In fact, yeah. some other, the Long Island luscious ladies have something coming out, which I believe they're tackling this way. Um, I th- yes. I hope it's going to be available soon. I know I'm I'm done on we're done on our part, and I'm just waiting for the for the go ahead from them to to announce it and share it and, and you know talk about it. But mm-hmm. I give them big props for 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 actually doing that kind of planning. Yeah. So, as far as for you at this point, um, now for the when when was Viva East? Uh, was that July? July. July. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're into September. So you had a few months. Have you had response from your fan base? Have you had some people pitching in and, and, and picking up a yeah, copy? I, Good. I actually had someone who didn't follow me prior. I don't think she followed me before, but I had someone that I, I wasn't familiar with reach out to me for an autographed copy, which oh, I was nice. just so nice. I was just really moved by it. Because I was like, that is so sweet. You want my autographs? <laughs> And it's like I don't even know you. That's that's like it really like almost brought me to tears. I was so well, you know, grateful. I, I I think there are a number of people in the world who can recognize when somebody's doing something and appreciate it, even if it's not their normal cup of tea, right? Um, mm-hmm. And this is this is something too. Um, I know I I made a post on that our, our new site earlier about um, there's a book I reference constantly. Um, I'd seen a blurb about it. It's this book called Influence. And the little blurb that I had read had, had uh, stated that um, Mark Zuckerberg, um, uh, Jeff Bezos, a number of other like, you know, rich fat cats referenced this book as being an important resource for them. And really what it boils down to is it's a, it's a collection of, um, I forget who, the guy that wrote it, I don't think he was a professor himself, but I know a lot of the stories that he told were from a standpoint of some college study, right? Like, mm-hmm. like they, they did a study and a lot of it was based out of the, the marketing and advertising industry. Like they were trying to figure out what motivates people to take action. How do you influence them to do what you want them to do? And mm-hmm. they have a lot of studies that they had done that really shed a ton of insight into our psyche. And there are some things, especially in Western culture, that have been uh, impregnated in our brains that we just react a certain way. Like they, they were talking about this one thing where if like, uh, I think the Hare Krishnas were, were really good at this. Um, they learned that if, if they congregate at an airport or a bus terminal or whatever, and they give you a flower, all right, Western culture, a lot of us have ingrained in us that if somebody does something for us, we have to uh, respond in kind. And mm-hmm. they found when they started like giving people flowers, the amount of donations that they got skyrocketed. And they, they actually talked in this, uh, this one article or the, you know, the one, the one chapter, he said, they actually found that um, if, if the hair Christians would go to a place on a given day, they might only take like a hundred flowers because what they found was they would give them to somebody, they get the donation. And then that person who's walking on their way, really didn't want the flower at all and they'd chuck it in the trash. So they would literally have part of their team, the job was to go around and collect back the flowers that were discarded. 
<laughs> so in the course of a day, they gave away 5,000 flowers, but they only brought 100 with them, right? Wow. And it's because of that sort of conditioning that we have to sort of, you know, uh, reply in kind and, 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 and show the same courtesy that they, mm-hmm. they knew how to push those buttons. buttons. Now, uh, a lot of people have gotten conditioned to that and they know that and they'll just shut them down because they, 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 they are aware of it. But one yeah. of the things that, um, that does come to mind that I, I, I really stress this constantly to you girls is, what was the example? Somebody was, there was like a, like back in the day when photocopiers were like a novelty and they only exist in libraries, somebody at a college, mm-hmm. they did a study where, you know, there's all these people lined up at a photocopier. They got to make copies and somebody would come up and basically feign to be in a hurry and would ask people, can I get in line in front of you? Okay. Mm-hmm. And there was only, I forget what the percentage was, but there was only so many instances where people would say, sure, get ahead of me. Right. But then yeah. they flipped it and they had somebody come up and there's the line and there's people that have been waiting and the person then says can i please get ahead of you in line because i have something that's time sensitive that i have to get to in the next 30 minutes and because you gave them a reason the success rate of people letting them in line skyrocketed okay and they they found that you can apply that to just about anything so for you ladies um, I've stressed this a few times when you, when you talk about, you know, what it is that you're doing, give people a reason to support you. Don't just say, Oh, I have this thing. It's available. Mm-hmm. Um, shift that into, I have this thing. It's available. Would you please help me? Because, because I invest a lot of time and money into wardrobe and photo shoots and travel, give them, mm-hmm. give them something beyond just, Oh, I have this and I'm asking for it for no reason at all. Give them yeah. a reason to say, oh, yeah, okay, now I get it. Here's, here's my money, right? Give them, yeah. give them that reason. And it's the same way when um, uh, objections, right? So if, if you only have, say, your special edition, right? And I don't know, I don't know if you've crossed this bridge yet or if um, you've picked up on this and some of the other stuff that we've had in that group, but um, I really stress to everybody to just don't put all your eggs in one basket, don't just have your calendar. Don't just have your special edition. Think about getting some stickers. Think about some five by seven prints. Think about posters. Think about any array of different things that you could offer at various price points. You know, it could mm-hmm. it could literally be a situation where somebody's experiencing a tough time and they want to support you, but the one thing that you have is too expensive. Get get some other things in there that they can spend five dollars instead. Right? Have have yeah. a variety of things, and then the other aspect of it is. When you get a yes, when you get a yes to a sale, when somebody's looking, you know, they they see you at that event and you're at the table and you're signing your your special edition and they're they're willing to give you money, and that's the only thing that you have. You don't know how much more they would have been willing to support you, if only you would have had more things to offer them. So mm-hmm. don't just have that one thing. Think about adding some other items. And believe it or not. Um, Again, in Western culture, we are all conditioned to responding to the word sale or package. So yeah. if you have five things and all totaled, those five things would be $100, but you have the package for 80 people respond to that. So have have, yeah. have that variety of things. Um, yeah, absolutely. So that's that's just that's a quick 10-second pep talk. Um, but this yeah. is... This <laughs> well, is gonna... I'm certainly someone that loves to buy 
little things to mm. like stickers and keychains and whatnot. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. And, and honestly, and I don't know if anybody's like really picked up on this yet or not, but, um, and this gets tricky because I've seen this a few times at events that I've vended at way, way back where I've had like some models come out to sign uh, different publications they were in. Um, there was, there was a point where we used to carry with us an instant camera and we used to offer photos for people, you know, for five bucks, 10 bucks with, with whoever the models were. And mm -hmm. it really depends on what sort of, um, you know, situation it is. Cause what can get tricky sometimes is when a couple comes to wherever it is and the guy might be really excited about buying your products, but that will cause ire of his significant other. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things where it has to be done in a very non-threatening way. Um, I mean, you're not, you're not like an adult actress selling, you know, yeah. <laughs> gar dirty garments at some convention somewhere. That's a whole other yeah. thing. But for the kind of stuff yeah. that, that we're talking about, it has to be, you know, a bit more on the innocent side and non-threatening to the significant other. So, um, yeah. and, and really, really passively for any ladies that, uh, that do this and that are listening to this, when you're in those situations and you're confronted with a couple, you know, do pay attention to the significant other, the female, if that's the case. Yeah. Um, you know, don't be threatening to them. Just, you know, talk to them as an equal. It'll make it a lot easier for, if the guy's the decision maker on wanting to buy a bunch of your stuff, That'll that'll help her get excited about it too. Like, oh, she was so nice. Right. Compliment her dress. Mm -hmm. You know, do do all those things that are just courtesy. You know, don't be a yeah. dick, right? Absolutely. Getting back to Just don't be a dick. <laughs> so, well, what uh, what all sorts of things are coming up on your agenda? What's being planned um, as far as as far as pinup and modeling? Do you have any events coming up where you'll have the opportunity to do some vending? Um, not that I know of right now. Uh, it's September already. Yeah. It's September. And yeah. And as we get into the holidays, things kind of wind down, sure. but yeah. every opportunity <laughs> that I get to, to carry like a stack of them with me, it, it's going to be kind of, and also cause I'm getting married. So a lot of well, congratulations. Focus... congratulations on <laughs> Thank that too. you. Thank you. Yeah. So it's like a lot of my focus is on playing the wedding right now, but in Jersey, um, yeah. in Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm going to have that the magazine with me everywhere I get the chance to bring it. Cool. And you know what? And you just never know. You never know where it's mm -hmm. relevant. I mean, I, I know yeah. 10 years ago, um, I used to carry a stack of them. Like I remember I was, I was shooting an event for Macy's in Washington, DC and they had, uh, what was his name? He was a chef. He has a restaurant in New York city. Is it, is it Shay Josephine? He's, he's one of the adopted, uh, children of Josephine Baker. And oh, really? what was really interesting was I had a bunch of copies of the magazine in my car and what, see, and they told me who, who I was shooting the chef from this restaurant, but I never mm -hmm. made the connection as to who he actually was as far as his association being one of her adopted children. Mm -hmm. And he, he gave a great demonstration. He's a very cool, very cool person. Very, very uh, open and warm. And I was fortunate enough to have enough time to get to my car quick. And I had a copy of the magazine that had somebody doing an homage to Josephine Baker with the, with the classic, oh, wow. with the banana oh, outfit. And yeah. I introduced myself and I said, I'm here, of course, shooting today, but um, I also published this magazine. And when I learned who your mother was, I thought you might like to see this that people are 
are still enamored of of what she did and and they're mm -hmm. they're recreating her art and he paged through it and he's like he's like this is awesome he's like this he's like thank you my friend and I'm like well this copy's for you and he's like no i'm like yes and <laughs> it was one of those things right you just he, he yeah. gave me his card he's like if you're ever in the city stop by and it's one of those things where you don't know you just don't yeah. know don't assume that the the street that you turn down is going to turn into some big avenue of of, of mm -hmm. something else not to say Very that true. i'm actually bringing a few copies to my birthday party on saturday <laughs> there you go there you go yes what a what a what a great place to bully people into <laughs> exactly okay. that's that's literally my plan is i'm going to bully all my friends into buying one <laughs> it's, it's like a tupperware party where it's like now yeah. last week sally purchased yeah. no shame no shame yeah well tell you what i i solved the mystery of your name okay so i got that yes. um i've learned all about your your hollywood awesomeness and kevin <laughs> kevin smithness um is there anything that i've not asked you about or that we've touched upon that you would like to not that i could think of oh come on yeah <laughs> right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna grasp it like one last thing because i know because I, um, I remember yeah. seeing the pizza in that shoot of Kevin's, we talked about Johnny because we've had that intersection of he and I being related, apparently. Um, oh, we hmm. can talk about Beetlejuice if you want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, that was that, that was an incredible, incredible costume that you guys had, and that's, I'm assuming that's your fiance. It is. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. great. Yeah, that was awesome. How? What was the impetus behind that? Like, how long was that in in the making? Uh, so it all kind of goes back to um, going to see Beetlejuice on Broadway. So I don't know if you know also that a New York Times article was written about me no. in relation to this story no. that I'm like kind of about to tell you. I did not know this. <laughs> yeah. It, New York Times. Another, yeah, New York Times. And it's like another crowning achievement of my life. It's like I've had a New York Times article written about me. I'm lucky, um, you, took, I'm lucky you took my call today. <laughs> Oh, color me well, privileged. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. Sorry. <laughs> okay. uh, so um, on a slightly sad note, my uncle passed away in, I think it was 20, this is pre-pandemic. So I think it was 2019, passed away. And it was my and my fiance's anniversary coming up and we had gotten tickets to Beetlejuice. And I was a bit nervous to go see Beetlejuice first and foremost because I'm a huge fan of Beetlejuice since I was a kid and I wasn't sure if I was going to like a musical mm. about it. I didn't really see how that could work. Right, right. Um, but also it is a show about death as one of the songs um, says over and over and I wasn't sure if I was like ready to do it. This was like literally like I would say like three days after. To detach <laughs> the recent show. events, yeah. Yeah, so I wasn't really sure. I was hesitant going into it and I absolutely adored it. It was such a great show, and I was immediately hooked and obsessed with it. So it was, it was um, good medicine. Good. Yes, it was. It was like exactly what I needed. So we decided as a group, uh, the New York Luscious Ladies, to go see a Broadway show together, and we chose Beetlejuice to go see. And the date that we chose, they were having a costume contest. So in the month of October, um, of you no, know I have the article framed in my living room let's see if the date is on here yes 2019 so this says november 2nd 2019 is the article uh so 
we decided to go see the show and in the month of October, every week they had a costume contest. I think it was every Friday. I, I can't remember, but I know that it was like there would be four winners for the month or something to that effect. Like there's a handful of winners for the month. Um, and of course, being into cosplay as I am, because I've done Ghostbusters for a really long time as my cosplay, and I've just always loved costuming. That's a whole other <laughs> story of how I got into cosplay and conventions. But I was like, I, I have to make a costume, like, especially for the show that I love, the movie that I love. So I got to work on putting together an outfit. Um, I'm more of a cosplayer who likes to take found things and add on to them because I'm not I don't really know how to use a sewing machine, but, but I like taking found things and putting it together. So I went searching for a dress that I knew that um, Michelin Pitt had designed. And I thought it would be perfect for Beetlejuice. Um, I think Beetlejuice was also kind of the inspiration when she designed it. It's a black and white, beautiful dress. Um, And then I put my own spin on it. I put painted neon green bugs on the dress. um, (laughs) And, uh, I styled, a, or no, no, I bought a wig, tried to bought a wig, and uh, I wanted it to look like bugs were kind of being conjured out of my hands, so I got fishing wire to make it look like they were, like, floating beneath oh, my hands. Nice. Yeah, and then the big thing that I really wanted to do was to have a book that when I opened it, it lit up, because mm-hmm. in the show... Um, in the Broadway show, they have that a book that lights up. In the movie, it doesn't do that. But um, I wanted to try to pay homage to both at the same time. So I wanted this book to light up. And uh, I didn't find... Because nowadays, they have that handbook for the recently deceased kind of readily available on like almost everything. Right, right. But at the time, I, I either couldn't find it or couldn't get it in time. So I just took a regular book. I, I printed out a paper that said the handbook for recently deceased from online. I glued it on it and I just took like some battery operated green lights and taped it to the inside of the book. I didn't even like carve out anything, which was just so silly. Now looking back, I have a better version of this now, but you know, I'm in not, desperate times. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say it was ghetto, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so the show was after work. So I had to bring all the stuff with me to work and uh, I get ready in my office bathroom. And one of the lawyers came out and she saw me. <laughs> and thankfully this is actually one of the lawyers who is really into the arts. So I almost okay. feel like she was the perfect person to see me like this. Right. Cause she's like, Oh, you look dressed up. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to this Broadway show and there's a costume contest. <laughs> Um, and then leaving my building was also it's a very corporate building, so <laughs> like walking out in this like head to toe Beetlejuice look. Um, I was like supposed to take the bus across town, but then I got nervous. Just mm. I mean, it's New York, and right. I've done weird things like this my whole life, but I just didn't want to, so I, I hopped in a cab. Um, anyway, long winded <laughs> story about um, how I eventually did win that night, which was amazing i would have never i did not expect to win at all because there were some other people there that were like really amazing um and i thought for sure like oh yeah i don't have it that's cool mm-hmm. um in the way that they told you was you would get a text during the show if you won and 
I got that text and I couldn't believe it. Uh, so my prize was getting to first I got to go up on stage, uh, which was just mm. another moment in my life that just felt so like, almost like I'm like above my body watching like, is this me? Right, right. <laughs> is this my life? Because I get up on stage, the whole cast is there, the, the audience is clapping for me. And I'm like, why? All I did was <laughs> put some bugs on my dress. <laughs> it was like, About a flashlight. I, yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is crazy. Um, and so I got to go backstage after and take a picture with the uh, the, the lead lady and man. Um, and uh, that's that's the like profile picture on my Facebook that I don't think I'll ever change because oh, it go. came out so cool. Awesome. Uh, but so uh, I won that contest and... Uh, a reporter from the New York Times was doing a story on how Beetlejuice, the, the Broadway show, had a cult following with the younger generation and more specifically with the TikTok kind of generation. Mm -hmm. uh, and she reached out to me to tell my story. And we had a very long, I want to say it was like two hours. We were talking on the phone. Wow. Yeah, it was a long, long conversation. And I thought that I would be a footnote right. in this story and the meat of the story is is me my story of getting ready in my job and talking you know there's other stuff mixed in too because the, the larger context of this piece was about the cult following of Beetlejuice on Broadway but not just your obsession um, with it right yeah yeah no <laughs> that would be embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> New York City girl is <laughs> Oddly obsessed with Beetlejuice musical. <laughs> uh, Bellevue but, officials uh, are on the line, yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, so um, that that article's written, and, and it's just a really incredible moment to like open up the newspaper and there's my name and my picture is there. It's pretty cool. Uh, and so when it came time for New York Comic Con last year, because I've gone to New York Comic Con every year for like the past ten years. It's like my my favorite home convention. Like that's my my place, my people. <laughs> um, my fiance wanted to do something with Beetlejuice too, uh, and I already had my you know costume ready set up, but I wanted to do something different with it. Mm -hmm. So I got to work on making the carousel hat that uh. he has in the movie. Yeah, I, I wanted to have something to set in my head and be a little pin-up-y in that way. And I did find some inspiration. I can't remember who the person was, but I did find some inspiration of someone else who had done it as a pin-up. And it came out beautiful. Um, so I kind of used that as a blueprint to make my own. And so while I was making that, he decided to be the... Um, the shrunken head dude. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to think of his name. I'm like blanking. I'm literally looking at it. It's in my living room right now. <laughs> well, I, I have oh, to God. say the head. Harry the shrunken head. That's the head was amazing. Now was that who? Did, yeah. Is that something that was purchased or made or what? Where did that come from? He made it. Oh my so, God. So the head is 3D printed. Okay, there you go. All the right. the eyes are ping pong balls, and he used hot glue to. Attach them to the 3D print, but also to kind of mold the skin around it so that oh. it looks a little more like fluid. Little um, elastic, yeah. yeah, the hair on top is from like a junk wig that we have laying around. <laughs> and the whole kind of contraption underneath the shirt is a football, um, like football 
Oh, pads. Shoulder pads. Got it. But bumped up with a lot of foam. So Obviously. he took a lot of foam yeah. and cut it. Yeah, he's an amazing prop builder and costume maker. Like, he's a mechanical engineer, so I think his oh. brain just, like, works differently. Yeah, like, he can just figure out how to make something. Um, never ceases to amaze me with the things that he can create. Uh, so, yeah. And then the shirt we bought... Um, from just like Amazon, we made sure we got like I think a four or five X that would be <laughs> Pl- that, plenty you know, long enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it came out and great. And so yeah, yeah, we we wore it to Comic Con, and then we ended up on the list of coolest and most impressive cosplay for the Gizmodo website. Ooh, Gizmodo, no way, nice. Yeah, which is another is another moment of like, what? We <laughs> we literally came up with this. I think it was like the two weeks before because we were still humming and hawing about what he wanted to do, and then now we realized were, that we. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say, you realize there's people that spend thousands of dollars and like six months prepping for that thing yes. that got ignored, and yes. and hot glue, used wig, three D printing yeah. guy, and you got got noticed. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think we realized that we prefer to do our cosplays now in pairs because when we do things in pairs, we tend to get more notice than when well, sure, we there's do more, things separately. There's more, uh, more attention to detail and more, you know, it's more involved. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. And people love nostalgia. That's something else I've learned with being in, in Comic-Con is I can do a obscure character that I'm going to be super proud of mm-hmm. and I can wear it and nobody will get it. But if I dress is something that people remember from their childhood oh yeah it it gets all the attention and you know what and i think i think what's relevant there is the age of the audience because mm-hmm. like for instance if let's say your 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 parents generation there's certain things that they would remember that you know you would have no clue what they were talking about and it's mm-hmm. it's a matter of and i i actually have a friend does um he does house clean out so he you know he sells used things household items and it's always amazing to me, like in the past 10 years, how there was a point, you know, eight, nine years ago, where like Victorian era furnishings would have brought him a lot of money in certain certain antique shows. And he said, mm-hmm. now nobody cares about it. It's all mid-century because mm-hmm. the shifting demographic of the, yeah. you know, the baby boomers, they want to relive their their youth. And yeah. you're experiencing it a bit with the, the comic con set or the, the conventions at the cosplay set mm-hmm. of, of, you know, that era of, of media that would be probably like in the eighties and the early nineties. And, you know, they, they would have recollection of those things. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Who knows what it's going to be like in the future? Totally, totally foreign. Like yeah. <laughs> people having nostalgia about famous TikTokers, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now it's, it's vines. I, I've seen a lot of like, oh, remember this vine oh, yeah. or these vines back in the day. And the I'm original like, oh TikTok. Yeah. Forgot about vines. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, did they blow it, right? If they would have figured <laughs> it out and yeah. kept at it, they, they would have the TikTok uh, thing cornered. Yeah. I'm trying so hard to learn TikTok and I'm not good at it at all. But See, I'm trying and I'm going to keep going. I, I, I think a person like yourself has a great advantage in that you can do motion video just of yourself doing these things, creating a costume, mm-hmm. wearing the costume, walking around in the costume. I mean, it's a gold mine for you, for Christ's sake. Yeah. If, if I could only remember to take the video, that's my <laughs> biggest problem is that hey, I'll have this idea. Carry, and then... carry the book around that Kevin wrote. Just shoot. Yes. Go shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my whole um, Disney vacation, I shot all of my video um, 
vertical <laughs> with the intention of making yeah, which yeah. with the intention of having content for TikTok videos. And so like it's almost like I'm trying to like retrain my brain mm -hmm. to think, okay, how can I make this a TikTok video? It's kind of brutal. Like the format is yeah. really unusual for a lot of us. You know, kind of the same way yeah. how Instagram was square for all those years. That was just like, yeah. oh, oh, this goddamn square shit. What is oh it used to drive me so crazy when you, you had a photo and it would get cut off. Thank oh. God for these apps now that help you square things up. Mm -hmm. But oh, it was, it was such a difficult time, really. <laughs> the first world problems here. But yeah, having right. your pictures oh cut yeah. off with that Thank square. Thank you for saying that. Yes. First world <laughs> problems. Yeah. Indeed. Awesome. Well, listen, this has been killer. I think uh, Yeah, we've been at this about an hour and a half. Actually, a little bit more than that. So yeah, that's, that's a healthy, that's a healthy conversation. Um, Good, I'm glad. <laughs> um, I'm sure it won't be the last time we, we uh, put our heads together on some things and yeah. I am really looking forward to the future of all your endeavors. Cause I think you have a lot of good stuff in play that uh, Thank you. this is just the beginning of your story. So we'll definitely have to like loop back in a couple of years and, and get a, get a list of all the other things that have occurred. And, yeah, uh, I'll try to schedule in between the Emmy and the Oscars. We'll see. If I yeah, have time. that'd be great if, yeah. if possible. <laughs> yeah. I'll get you like a, a a button that says Retro Lovely or something kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I appreciate your time immensely, and no, my pleasure. You know, thank you so much for for fitting me in, and uh, no, thank you for having me. I'm I'm always like just nervous to talk about myself, so I really appreciate you just like even wanting to like give me this opportunity so thank you well no that's this is what it's about and it's it's that sort of format where it's just having a, having a chat so yeah. awesome well listen take care i appreciate your time i appreciate you and we will talk soon i'm sure awesome All thank right. you so take much take care bye-bye you too bye